Get Up Nation. I hope you're enjoying the Get Up Nation podcast on www.anchor.fm. As a podcast host on over 20 platforms, I really enjoy how easy it is to use Anchor, how Anchor makes everything I need available in one place for free, accessible on your smartphone or desktop computer. Go to www.anchor.fm now. In case you didn't know, Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit each episode. If you're concerned about the distribution of your hard work, don't sweat it because Anchor takes care of that too. If you're considering becoming a podcaster, I would highly recommend Anchor as your choice to begin sharing your content with the world. What up, Get Up Nation? My name is Ben Biddick, the host of the Get Up Nation podcast and co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance with former Major League Baseball player and CEO of Lurong Living, Adam Greenberg. Recently, I had the honor and privilege of speaking with Dr. Ariane Missimer. Dr. Missimer is a doctor of physical therapy, registered dietitian, and human movement specialist. She's also the founder and owner of The Movement Paradigm, where she shares her passion for an integrative approach to health, blending Eastern and Western medicine rooted in neuroscience, functional medicine, and movement science. At the Movement Paradigm, Dr. Missimer instills behavioral change with powerful dietary interventions, movement, sleep, and mindset reframing techniques that heal our bodies, alleviate inflammation, and help us to live with vitality. She's also a powerful speaker. Her TED Talk, called Challenge Accepted, explores her experience of being diagnosed with stage 3 liposarcoma cancer, her experience of losing her brother, and watching her mother live with grace through her cancer treatment. As an example of her resilient and persevering mindset, Ariane completed on American Ninja Warrior four months after completing her chemotherapy and radiation treatment. I am honored to introduce Dr. Ariane Missimer, who strives to restore optimal health in individuals of all ages, abilities, and to bridge the gap between physical therapy and performance. Doctor, welcome to the Get Up Nation podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. Doctor, will you share some of your many qualifications with Get Up Nation? in fitness and through that just a lot of different movement certifications from uh, FMS and SFMA to Strong First, EPI, and many others. And then I'm also a registered dietitian and went back to school for my doctorate in physical therapy. Amazing. I'd like to explore a little bit about the formation of your mindset when it comes to adversity, a mindset you brilliantly share with others today and which I'm so excited to share with Get Up Nation. Will you share some of your experiences? involving close family members who have been diagnosed with cancer and what led you to dedicating your life to living in honor of your brother? Absolutely. So my brother was originally diagnosed with cancer when he was 11 years old and I watched him at that time just really live with courage and tenacity and then he was was diagnosed again about 10 years later. I watched him go through hospice, and he had been diagnosed with lung cancer after that. He lost function in his arm and leg. He was just an amazing warrior. It's really the only word for it. Through that, I just realized, wow, you know, he had hope until the very end. He wanted to live. He cherished his life. I learned so much from that experience that I'm always going to do that. I'm going to live my life in honor of him. I spoke at his eulogy, and I said that to everyone, and I have done that ever since when I lost him at the age of 29. Your mother lived with grace as she loved and supported your brother through his battle while fighting a battle of her own. Correct. So while we were both caregiving for him, 
she was diagnosed with breast cancer and had surgery after surgery and all of these complications. And she just lived with unbelievable grace. And really, I look to her so much now as a best friend, as a role model, as an inspiration, because the way that she handled the situation and her sole purpose was really to just caregive my brother and make his last days on this earth the best that he possibly could. These experiences have created in you an understanding of the gift of life. Will you share a little bit about what those experiences taught you? I think I just realized through that, and unfortunately it was early on in my career, but I realized just how, you know, every day is a gift. Every moment that we have, the ability to move, the ability to nourish our body through food. I just think that so many of us in modern society take it for granted and don't realize how much we're blessed with. And to me, I feel like every day that I wake up and I'm doing what I love to do is is a great day. And I, I never want to take that for granted. You became the owner of a training studio. Yeah, so I opened up a, a personal training studio. So it was I had it I had it for 13 years, and I dedicated really my entire professional career to learning as much as I could about nutrition and movement and rehabilitation. And it was really just truly an amazing experience because I think. I really learned at that point what my purpose was and that I was put here on earth to change lives and help change the world for the better. And that was kind of became my mission. I love that. You knew that you were on this earth to change lives. You were dedicated to the service of others from the very beginning. You had had these amazing experiences. You were armed with passion and purpose at that point. You knew your life was a gift with no guarantees. You'd witnessed firsthand courage, bravery, and perseverance in the people you were closest to. You were preparing for your wedding and a brilliant future. And in March of 2015, you received the phone call. I received the phone call that I was diagnosed with stage three liposarcoma and a very rare and aggressive cancer. And I, it was a shock, you can imagine, but I realized that, okay, you know what? I've watched my family go through this. I know that they can fight. And I also know how much I love life and how much I've learned from them, specifically my brother and his battle. And I was ready to fight. So I said, challenge accepted. You describe how in that initial moment where you're confronted with that diagnosis, feeling a sense of a loss of control, what process did you take internally to go from the confrontation of that loss of control to that point where you were able to say, challenge accepted, and then drive into your fight for survival? A lot of people have asked me that since my journey. And how, how do you do that? And how are you so resilient? And how have you have so much grit? And, and I think that just like everybody else, I was super emotional. I had a few weeks of a lot of crying and a lot of, I can't believe this happened. This is you know, supposed to be the best time of my life. And but a lot of reflection, I think, is the best choice of words. And as I was doing that reflection, I kept coming back to, okay, what's the plan? What do I need to do? Where do I need to go? How do I need to address this? And I think the main thing that helped me is it's really about choosing how you react to things. So it doesn't mean that I'm not human like everyone else. 
I tried to understand the process and what needed to be done, what the direction of my treatment was. And once I was able to wrap my head around that, I was able to have come back to where I always am, which is I love life. I'm going to fight as hard as I can. I'm not going to give up. And I have all the support around me that, that can help me in this journey. I think that's when I really realized that, okay, it's time to put up the fight. And then I didn't want to just survive. I wanted to thrive. You described how you felt like you had trained your whole life to face that diagnosis. You performed micronutrient testing and took other actions you knew would help empower you toward that thriving. You said, mm -hmm. you may not know why these things happen, but it's what you do with your experience that truly defines you when faced with a challenge or obstacle. You decide what story you will tell. The story you tell is one of positive mindset, nutrition, and movement. Why are these three concepts the story that you tell? My whole career has been really helping individuals live healthier, happier lives. I've done that through initially nutrition education and, and fitness and rehabilitation. And then I realized through all of it that emotional and mental health is so important in being overall in an optimal state of health. And I think that's one of the things that people really neglect. So as I was helping all of these other individuals, I have also had obviously my fair share of challenges, just like we all do. And I believe that in terms of being healthy from the inside out is really what has helped me heal from so many of these things being able to have a, a clear mind, be able to have the gift to move, to be able to nourish my body. All of those things are what give me control. So even though I can't control the outcome, these are the things that are going to allow me to feel my best, to be able to put up my best life no matter what happens. You decided halfway through the process of being treated for cancer to train for American Ninja Warrior. Four, <laughs> month, four months after you finished treatment, you competed. On American Ninja yes, Warrior. I sure did. Why was it important for you to take on this challenge in addition to the challenge of battling stage three liposarcoma? It's kind of interesting with American Ninja Warrior that I was introduced to it by my husband, really when we first started dating. And he said, Arianne, you need to be on the show. And I said, yeah, you need to be on the show. <laughs> so it just so happened that there was a ninja gym opening locally to us at the same time that I happened to be going through treatment. And I said, well, my husband, I'm going to go check it out. I know if I like it, then I might sign up. Just see what it's about. So I had radiation treatment and I you know, took the train to Philly, came back, and I, I decided to stop in. So I walked in and the owner, Mark, was there. And I said, hi, my name is Arianne. I'm, I'm interested in training for Manchin and Warrior. And he was like, great. So what are your goals? And he was just asking me some questions. I said, well, I do have a few things going on right now. I said, I'm just going kind to of chemo, <laughs> radiation. I still need to get surgery. I said, there's a few little obstacles we might need to work around. And he's like, great. He's like, let's start Tuesday. That was it. <laughs> and I think I would have trained for it no matter what. So it didn't matter that I was going through treatment or not. And as you faced the American Ninja Warrior obstacles, where did these obstacles take you within yourself as you thought about the tremendous obstacles you'd faced when it came to cancer? Mm -hmm. I just believe that being there at American Ninja Warrior was such a personal victory for me. It didn't really matter how well I did. For me, just being there was such a huge victory in that not only did I beat cancer, 
but I'm standing along with all of the, the fittest people in the country on the hardest obstacle course. It was really just an amazing victory for me. But I think that I have already overcome the biggest obstacles of my life, especially with my brother and in addition going through it myself. I think that that was just one more thing to add to my list. You said our mindset is the key to behavior change. You've described how important it is to let go of fear, look at adversity as an opportunity, and have a sense of gratitude for the strength to overcome it. In your opinion, how does a mindset like this affect our bodies? A lot of times when I speak to my patients and clients, the language that we use with ourselves is really what can become our reality. And I don't necessarily believe in simply keeping it as you just have to have a positive mindset. It's not quite that simple, but it's setting yourself up for success to achieve whatever goal it is. And in my case, my goal was, again, not just to survive cancer, but it was to thrive. And I thought, okay, how can I do that? So what are the things that I need to continually stimulate my mind? So I continued to work throughout my entire treatment. I continued to be social when I felt like I could. I continued to move. I continued to eat well. And all of those steps were in line with what my goal was and, and kind of almost setting up my subconscious mind to be in line with my conscious mind. And I think that's really what is a powerful recommendation in anything that you're trying to achieve. How does this type of mindset help create a healthy relationship with food? I think that, you know, unfortunately, so many people have such a poor relationship with food, whether they feel guilty after they eat or they feel like they don't know what to eat. They look at, read a magazine, they watch an, um, a TV show, and they say, oh, we can't eat this, we can't eat that. And for me, I think that food is our nourishment. It's what helps us heal. To me, that's how I looked at it throughout my entire treatment. It's not, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. It was, okay, what can I eat to optimize my healing? And I think that we all have that choice. It's just that, unfortunately, people don't take that choice. And I think food is medicine, so super powerful to me to make sure that we optimize our healing through nutrition. Will you share with Get Up Nation your perspective on movement? In this information age, we often spend our days and nights stationary and sedentary, hunched over screens, Will you share with Get Up Nation your perspective on movement and its sense of not just why it's important to our health, but what it means to you as someone who helps prevent others from losing the ability to move? I always say that movement is a gift and we all should cherish the ability to move every day because when you can't, when it's taken away from you, then, you know, what are you going to do then? And I think that, unfortunately, we, we, as you said, we do sit a lot and text and use computers. And I just think that movement is so powerful in healing from an emotional standpoint, from a physical standpoint. So we often think of it as exercise or working out. But really, it should be, are we moving throughout the entire day? Instead of going to the gym three days a week, are we actually moving hours upon hours during the day? And I, I teach people how to move, how to move intelligently, and I think that I will continue to do that the day that I die, of helping people really understand the true gift of movement and what it allows us to do. And why is nasal, abdominal, energy-efficient breathing patterns so important to our health? 
Oh, I always say breathing is your superpower. Most of us have what we call an apical breathing pattern or an upper chest breathing pattern where you're using your neck and shoulders. And unfortunately, what happens is that creates a sympathetic response in your nervous system. So it's as if you're in a fight or flight or, or survival mode. And when you're living in that stressful state all day long, then that can affect how you react to things. So where instead of being able to just rationalize something that might happen, you go more towards a reactive behavior and often can't really sort out what the right choice is. But also from a core perspective, a team perspective, a cellular perspective, and I could continue to go on, but all of those things really are affected by breathing. You seek to be the change you want to see in the world. How does your organization, the movement paradigm, help you to create the change you desire? Super excited about the movement paradigm. So my vision is really to change how healthcare is being done. So I currently, as a physical therapist, offer concierge physical therapy, so I do not go through insurance, to really allow the individual to really achieve the needs that they are seeking. When you're dictated by insurance, unfortunately, you have to code, and you can only treat the shoulder, and you can't treat the rest of the body. And the way I've always looked at a human is through an entire holistic and integrative approach. So my vision is really, in terms of paradigm, is to, to change the model, change the model of healthcare, and help people get the care that they really deserve in terms of finding the root of the problem and not just treating the symptom. And that takes us to a new development that has just happened here for you. On your social media, you recently announced that one of your dreams has come true. You had yes. a vision of opening a multidisciplinary health practice it's slated to open on January 2nd, 2019. It will be a location where functional medicine and integrative health will treat human beings through the whole body, whole systems approach. Will you share with Get Up Nation some more details about what's on the horizon for you and your new property? Yes, absolutely. So as you said, at the age of 23, I always had a vision of, of bringing healthcare professionals together that all specialize in different things, but all are offering it specialties that can really help individuals heal. And on January 2nd, I'm going to be opening an integrative health center to really be able to offer this to the community, to bring together an excellent team of professionals, from body workers, psychologists, yoga professionals, mental health professionals, to really help people with optimal health and looking at the social, spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical aspects of it. And I am really excited for all of the things that are coming up with that, from workshops to summit events and programming. So it's going to be really, really exciting the year. One thing also I wanted to highlight here while we're talking is you're committed to finding cures for cancers. One way you're striving to find a cure for sarcoma is by raising donations on the Sarcoma Fund at Penn Medicine on a Penn Giving page. Penn Giving pages are a way for people to raise awareness and monetary support for the kinds of medical research, education, and care that matters most to them. And on the Penn Giving page you write, I'm asking that you join me in the fight against cancer by accepting the challenge, join the movement paradigm, and make a donation to the Sarcoma Fund Breathe better, improve your posture, explore your feet, climb, hang, crawl, push, and pull. We draw our resolve from those whom cancer has taken, those still in the fight, and those who have triumphed over this disease. 
Thank you for finding a cure with me. Is there anything else you'd like to share about what you're going to accomplish with this fund? Since I've gone through treatment, I recognize that because sarcoma is such a rare cancer, that there is not a lot of funding for this particular cancer, and that is globally. And I've really become very involved with Penn Medicine and really what they're doing in terms of research efforts. So I've been involved in the actual research, being able to see what's behind the scenes and how they're doing it. And I think that since I've gone through treatment, I've watched three people pass away that I actually went through treatment with. And it's pretty heartbreaking and, and also scary at the same time. I've become very committed to this. And in my movement paradigm programs, I've had people that register do a small donation to the cause. And that's part of the program that I'm offering them. But anyone can donate to the cause. And I think that more awareness of this disease and the more help now, it's always greatly appreciated. For those in the Nation audience who are in the thick of adversity right now, who are overwhelmed, frightened, grappling with questions they don't know the answers to, as someone who has endured that type of adversity, do you have a message for them today? We are all faced with challenges, and I think that some can be huge and overwhelming, some can be fairly insignificant, but to each of us, they are challenges. I don't think that there is an easy way to overcome anything, but I think that my message is to just take a step back and be an observer for a second and really look to see what are you grateful for? What have you been blessed with in life? And I'm sure that that is much greater than the challenge that you're facing. And I think when you reflect on that, it can give you the space, the clarity, and the courage to overcome whatever you need to overcome. I always end the show with six questions to help my listeners understand the why within my phenomenal guests. Doctor, will you run through these quick six questions with me? Sure. All right. Who are you thankful for today? My mom, my husband, my dad who just recently passed away, and my in-laws, my friends and family, <laughs> and all of my people clients that support me all the time. And now that we've covered who you're thankful for today, what are you thankful for today? I am just honestly thankful to have an amazing career that I'm able to live out my purpose and change lives every day. But I'm also just thankful for all of the love and support that I've gotten throughout my entire life, but definitely more in my adult life. How do you fuel the fire within you? I fuel the fire within me by knowing that what I'm doing is changing lives and impacting lives. So when I see the results of patients or clients in a one-on-one -on -one setting or when I have an event that I do, I see that this is a change that I'm making and, and my goal is to truly make this world a better place and it drives me every day. What is one thing adversity taught you to value? Life. I think just appreciating, you know, every day that you're here, every moment that you're here, every breath that you breathe, and uh, knowing that, you know, everyone's put here on earth for a reason, and sometimes you just have to figure out why. What are you doing today you never thought you could? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I never really have held myself back, so when I set a goal or I have a dream, I just keep pursuing it until it happens. I try not to be held back by things. And then my, my last question, what do you do tomorrow that you may have never thought you could? I think just open up 
helped center and going on those journeys, I knew that I could do it, but it's really it's pretty amazing that it's actually becoming a reality. How can people learn more about you and your amazing work? Your website, which is coming soon, is themovementparadigm.com. And you can also follow me at Instagram, Dr. Ariane Missimer. Facebook is Dr. Ariane Missimer's Movement Paradigm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ben. Such a pleasure to have Dr. Ariane Missimer on the Get Up Nation podcast to hear her share how she is moving our healthcare paradigm forward, treating the whole person with integrative medicine instead of being shackled by the dysfunction of the current paradigm. She honors the bravery of her brother and all those who have been affected by cancer by accepting these challenges and brilliantly providing all of her insight, intelligence, and experience into creating solutions for others who seek not only to survive, but to thrive. Get Up Nation, what are you doing today to accept your challenges instead of running from them? To find the opportunity inside of them to grow and give, to live with bravery, and to find solutions to even the toughest challenges we face.